welcome to another Cold Combo. Today's episode is one of my favourites. It captures the true essence of mine and Suzanne's friendship. I think it's such a rare and beautiful thing to be able to dream alongside a close mate and to speak into the growth, character and potential of someone you really look up to. As you listen to our spontaneous and hope-filled conversation, I wonder if there is a dream stirring in your own heart. Is there someone else that you can encourage and speak into their potential today? As usual, thank you for joining our call combo. Well, we don't know if we're going to publish this episode, but Suze and I <laughs> just had a conversation and this is super spontaneous. We got to a point in the combo where I'm like, Suze, we have to record this. And even if we don't post it, this will be something amazing we can look back on later because I feel like there's something really exciting brewing for you, Suze, and maybe for me as well, but mainly for you. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we're literally just chatting and we're like, all right, it's too good. Let's get out the record, recording apparatuses and let's start recording. Um, well, Suze, how about you start us off? How did we get on to talking about you and your future? Esther and I were messaging this throughout the week and I was I kind of threw in the idea that oh I'm not sure how long I'm going to be in Darwin for um and and how long have you been Darwin for at this point Suze? <laughs> well coming up to four months okay. so not long um yeah um but I was like oh it's too too long to explain what's going through my mind so we'll just like chat about it when we catch up over the phone um, and so we were catching up today and then um, we brought this topic up of like what my plan is for the future and then you had some theories about what my plan was going to be and I was like, oh, I really want to hear this. Let's hear it. Um, and you came up with this long list of all the things that you are thinking that I would do. So I haven't actually, we haven't actually chatted about this, what my plans are for the future. Um, yeah, so this is all just... Esther's theories and thoughts about what <laughs> Suze is going to be doing <laughs> yep. after Darwin or in the next year. Um, and I found it very eye-opening. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot about myself through hearing you share. And you've also co- come up with some good ideas that I'm like, ooh, that's a good idea. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> uh, yes. Mm. So what had kind of happened was exactly as Sue said we had a bit of a conversation over text and I knew we were going to call soon for some reason last night I couldn't go to sleep my brain was going 100 kilometers an hour and of course it decided that it was a great idea to consider brainstorming about what my good friend Sue's might want to do in the future and this yeah, is also on the as any good friend should yeah. <laughs> this is also on the back end of us having a funny joking conversation about life coaches and how all they do is like ask you questions and they're not really allowed to give you, you know, concrete, straight up advice, except mm-hmm. we're both way too preachy to become life coaches. And I did consider <laughs> maybe I'll ask Suze a bunch of questions and perhaps she could get to what I'm thinking in my mind. But look, we'd be here for five hours. So I don't think that'll work. Yeah. So Suze, should I give a bit of a summary about the I- ideas and hypotheses that I've come up with? And maybe you can yeah. tell our listeners whether any of them are on track. And also be cool to see whether mm. any of this comes true in the future. Yeah, I think that was the main reason why I was excited to be like, oh, let's record this just for like 
future us to be have something to listen to and be like ooh and see if it actually comes to fruition yeah definitely so some of the things i was thinking was so you've done audiology in a range of locations now your first job well first official job was on the gold coast and you were doing private practice and then you decide to one up that and go to the northern territory and do <laughs> a lot of the outreach stuff that you're doing and a lot of the stuff is quite out there and quite on the the edge of, you know, the the difficulty level of what you want to do as for your profession as an audiologist. And I say this as a mm. non-audiologist um, and who has only very recently <laughs> learnt more about the profession. If you listen to our optometry for ears episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of was thinking, um, well, after all these NT experiences, you could go back to private practice, as you said in your own words, anything other than the NT is looking probably very cushy right now. Um, mm-hmm. So you could go back to that. Um, but Suze, I don't know. I just feel like you want, you'd want to one-up what you're doing right now. So the only way to one-up your experience in the NT is to go overseas. And the two locations that you've thrown around in the past, Suze, is potentially Malawi or Papua New Guinea. Um, and you've been to Papua New Guinea before, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of my hypotheses. You want to go international with your audiology practice. Uh, the second thought that kind of just came to me as we were chatting was maybe you've been given an opportunity to start up a practice. You've spoken of opportunities before where that has been um, thrown into the mix, but it's not been something you've thought about super seriously or taken up in the future, uh, in the past. Mm. But as someone who seems to have grown a lot in her understanding of her profession and her practice, and I know you're someone who's super passionate about what you do and also have visions for how you can improve on the delivery of care for ears, um, I was thinking maybe you'd want to start your own practice or maybe you've met people throughout your time in Queensland or in the NT uh, who'd want to start up something similar and maybe you want to start up your own practice or some sort of MGT mm-hmm. style practice um, <laughs> that, right. that yeah, has a focus on audiology. So that's, that's another hypothesis. hypothesis. Um, another hypothesis, which... You've also talked to me about, and I can definitely see this being on the horizon at some point, but I just, I don't know if it's for now. So for, oh, I don't know. Do our listeners know about this yet, Suze? But your family might, (laughs) your family, your family is getting a new addition and you could be an aunt very, very soon. Very exciting. Um, Which is a huge thing and a big kind of life transition. And you've mentioned that, you want to be there for this this little person and be a part of their lives. So going back to Melbourne is on the cards at some point. Um, mm-hmm. So that could be a potential for what you want to do next, depending on how much involvement you want in this kid's life, when you want to go back. Maybe you want to wait till they're a little bit older where you can interact with them more and be able to influence like their life in a way that they'll remember you a little bit more, I guess. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's on the cards. So Melbourne's on the cards. Um, And then I guess my last hypothesis, which is completely different to the other ones, is that you might consider going back to study. 
Yes. And study what, you may mm-hmm. wonder. Um, <laughs> uh, you've talked a lot about wanting to do long-term missions or s- some sort of missions in the future. And I could kind of see you doing some level of um, like a Bible course, Bible course, Bible, what's it called? Study Bible of college. <laughs> Bible college, studying of theology, Christian theology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I can see you straight up doing a full-on program at Ridley mm. or more Bible college. I mean, you could, um, but yeah, I see you some, doing something that's kind of practical, that has a missional focus alongside potentially more academic studies of the Bible. So there you go. In summary, I can see you going internationally with audiology. I can see you innovating in terms of a new style of practice of audiology in Australia. I can see you going back to Melbourne and potentially still practicing in audiology and also investing into the life of a new member in your family. Or you might change tack and start to consider a career change. So anyway, those were the thoughts. (laughs) Wow, Esther, I feel like you've put in so much more thought into this than I have. And yeah, I'm like, wow, I've learned so much about myself and how I have been perceived by other people and what my personality is like. <laughs> just, just how you've been perceived by me, Suze. I don't know. Is this weird? Do other friends yeah, do this? just you. Am I too? <laughs> I don't know. But it, just, it honestly no, got me so very interesting. I feel excited. Like- I always want to know what other people, how other people perceive me, because I'm sure how I perceive myself, it's very different to how other people perceive me. So, Mm. mm, very fascinating. (laughs) And also lots of good thoughts. I feel like it was very validatory. Validating? Validating. Validatorian. (laughs) Yeah, because a lot of the things that you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, those were... Those were the things that I've been thinking about. Ah, so I know you so, well, is what mm, I'm very saying. Good. Did yes. I pass the test of friendship? Is this what this whole thing is? <laughs> I reckon you have. I reckon you'd do better than I would ever do. For yourself? If I were to predict, <laughs> nah, to like predict what you are going to oh, be doing is, is this over what the next, next few years. Is this what the next half of the podcast is going to be? I'm just yeah. going <laughs> to turn the tables. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I should... Um, respond to each of the different things that you've mentioned <laughs> i am looking forward to it we've had our listeners on edge now whether you know the listeners yeah. ever hear this mm. well to be honest i don't actually know what my plan is and i think the main reason i guess there are a few reasons why i've started to think about what to do in the future and like some of the reasons are like you mentioned because of different like live stages and stuff um but like, I love my job here in Darwin, but yeah, as we mentioned, my sister is actually preggers at the moment. Um, and yeah, congrats, Pris. <laughs> um, yeah, when I moved away from home two, three years ago, however long ago now, um, like, family is really important to me, but I was like, oh, this is probably a good time to do it now that my parents are healthy and. Like I'm not really missing out on too much. Like everyone's kind of has had their, everyone kind of has their life together, working and doing like keeping busy with ministry and everything. Um, but now that my sister's pregnant, and I feel like I've been a little bit, okay, quite a lot baby obsessed recently. 
Maybe it's my new job and how I'm always around babies and little kids, and I just、mm. find them so cute. Yeah.、Um, so yeah, that's definitely a factor for me where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to miss all the different milestones of like seeing this baby grow up,、um, because like yeah. Each stage doesn't go for very long, and each stage is so different and so precious. Like when the newborn baby, to when they first start walking, and then when they're like two years old, and you can start interacting with them, and、mm. then they grow a bit older, and you, yeah, you can have full-on conversations and hang out with them. So each stage is so precious.、Um, yeah, so that was one of the reasons why I was like, oh man, I'm really missing. Melbourne at the moment,、um, yeah. Or even just this pregnancy stage, I'm like, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get to be with Pris and like see her belly grow and、um, attend、yeah. her baby shower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely one of the things that's pulling me back to Melbourne or making me think about, oh, how long do I actually want to stay in Darwin for?、Mm. Um, and then the other thing was, I guess, like. The job. I always talk about how much of a privilege it is to do the work that I do, and every time I fly out、um, to a community, I'm like, man, I'm just so blessed and so privileged. It's such an honor to have this job,、um, but it's also quite tiring, like flying in and out all the time and having to meal prep and pack stuff and like adjust to different accommodations, especially because I go to a different.、Um, Like community, every time I go out, and I'm traveling with different people,、um, so yeah, it it is a bit tiring, and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure how sustainable it's gonna be、um, long term because I can feel myself getting tired, whether it's like the job or the weather or my low iron. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so it's a whole cocktail of things. <laughs> yeah, probably a combination of all the all the different things.、Mm. Um, so yeah, those are the reasons, and I guess because my contract ends in June next year, so I'm like, well, it's probably time to start thinking about it if they don't renew my contract. Yeah.、Um, yeah. So these are the reasons why I've started thinking about it.、Um, yeah. In terms of what the plan is after. I don't really know. I think it's like you said.、Um, I do enjoy doing new things and challenging myself, and this job here in the NT does feel like I've maxed out on like challenging jobs、mm, in the Australia. <laughs> I don't. Know. Yeah, there are probably other more challenging jobs, but yeah, it, this is definitely one of my dream jobs, and I'm like, oh. Doesn't real really doesn't get any better than this.、Mm. Like, yeah, I can't see how it could get any better.、Um, although one of the things that I have been thinking about is like maybe going into teaching or like wow being a supervisor. So、um, maybe like in one of the U- I really enjoyed being in the uni clinics and doing placements there when I was a student.、Um, and I think teaching is something that I really love doing.、Um, not so much like in front of a group, but more one on one. Um, in a personal way, so、mm. I think supervising students would be something that I would really, really enjoy. So that's something that I'm considering, like、yeah. getting a job. Probably not as a lecturer, but as a supervisor, supervising students.、Um, yeah, that's cool.、Um, yeah, I remember you telling、hmm. me. I remember you telling me your experiences on the Gold Coast. And how much you enjoyed supervising students when you worked there? Do you have that opportunity、mm. in your current role? Um, so I met. I did do a little bit of supervising in my previous job, 
Um, and in this role, we do have um, like students as well, but we had a lot of students from Melbourne Uni, which hasn't really been happening recently because of COVID, so they can't really fly up here for placements. Um, and because my role is the outreach audiologist, it's most of the placements happens in Darwin itself, not out in community, just because it's so expensive and it's hard to get permits and everything for students to go out. Ah, I see. Um, so because of that, like, it's mainly the urban audiologists who do the um, supervising. So I don't really have that opportunity as much in this um, current role, yep. which is a bit of a shame. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's something that I would love to do. Um, what else did you talk about? Oh, opening a new clinic. I thought that was so exciting and so interesting. I was like, whoa, I haven't thought about that. Or like, <laughs> at least haven't thought about that in a while because, um, um, but I don't know if that's like a direction I'll go into because I feel like opening a business is like very all consuming and it takes up all your time because you're not just the audiologist but you're the accountant and the manager and like the yeah you're the boss and you're everyone um and I just feel like that's too much audiology for me <laughs> I kind of like um going to work and then finishing at a certain time and then coming home and not having to think about like audiology anymore mm, whereas I enough. feel like it's a huge investment if you want to not just financially but like emotionally and yeah it's just you have to be thinking about it a lot you have to be like super passionate about it um to want to um yeah start your own business so i don't know i think they're definitely i feel like i'm very passionate about certain ways of doing audiology um but yeah i don't know if i'm passionate enough to want to start my own clinic <laughs> maybe in the future who knows <laughs> Studying part-time, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I think it's like doing Bible college, especially part-time is something that's always been um, in the back of my mind. I think it will be really, I think I'd really enjoy it um, to be able to study um, ministry or theology of some sort, um, Especially because, yeah, long term, that's something that I would love to do um, and pursue. Or even if I don't do full-time ministry, I feel like it will be useful for, um, yeah, just everyday life ministry in general. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe in the future, though, at the moment, I don't, I can't really see myself going back into studying. Um, <laughs> it is a big shift. I feel like once, it's a bit too soon from uni. I haven't fully recovered. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's a yeah. big shift to go back into full-time study. So it's an, also not a decision you'd want to you know, jump into without thinking through fully. Mm. Yeah. And then the other option was, I guess, ministry. And ministry is something that I have been um, seriously considering recently over the past month or maybe a bit more. Um, yeah, I just have been getting the sense that now is the time to start thinking about it again. Mm. Um, what, so, oh, just to backtrack, yeah. Suze, what do you mean by ministry? Mm. Uh, yeah, so, um, well, when I was studying my Bachelor of Science all those years ago, I was considering <laughs> doing, like, becoming a Christian worker in one of the unis and, like, yeah, just doing that full time instead of getting a 
secular job out in the real world. I was thinking <laughs> of yeah, just spending my my waking hours, um, I guess, mentoring and discipling people mm. and um, telling people about Jesus and the Bible, um, and yeah, sharing the gospel and helping Christians grow in their faith faith journey. So yeah, I, then I kind of stopped thinking about it for a while, and then now yeah due to circumstances i've been started thinking about it again and i'm like oh i feel like it is a good time to revisit and i feel like there were things that i wanted to accomplish that i feel like i have accomplished um such as working full time and moving out of home and doing all these different things that get has given me the life experience that i didn't have previously when i was when I just finished my bachelor's. So I'm like, oh, it's a good time to start thinking about it again. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I've been thinking and praying about. So that's definitely on the cards um, in terms of what and where and when. I'm not too sure. Possibly overseas um, or maybe back in Australia. Um, Yeah, who knows? But I think that's probably... So I guess in summary, I don't really know what I want to do um, <laughs> or where I see myself in one year's time. Like, I just have no idea at all. Yeah. But I think probably Melbourne is where my heart is at at the moment. Okay. Um, yeah. And in terms of, like, ministry opportunities, there's definitely heaps. Well, I guess there's opportunities everywhere you are, but um, I think especially... In the first few years of ministry, I'd I'd love to be in a place where I can be well-supported and well-trained. And I think, um, not that we don't have that in Darwin, but it's pretty, like, I think a lot of our full-time workers are kind of stretched pretty thin. And so I feel I'll get better support back in Melbourne. Um, But in terms of doing ministry, like, I feel like you can't really just move to a place and just start ministry straight away unless you have a huge conviction and you like you're sent by a certain um I guess you're supported by someone here and then you get sent to a certain place or like you're in contact with someone in the other place and then you just move into that but I think for me I'd love to be supported or like trained by the place that I'm working at and so maybe ministry a few years after I move back to Melbourne and so Mm. Maybe in the first few years of moving to Melbourne, doing something like working in the hospital or working um, as a supervisor. That's the vague idea that I currently have. Definitely Mm. open to suggestions and subject to change. Um, So, yeah, I feel like you've ticked a lot of the boxes there in terms of like how I feel like I've maxed out on my... (laughs) like audiology and experiences I definitely feel that um and like wanting to go back to Melbourne to be with baby um yeah possibly studying part-time especially ministry maybe in the future and then yeah ministry so hmm, I think you've passed the friendship test (laughs) that's fantastic so just going back to your previous statement where you said that you weren't really sure what life looks like after this one year mark of being in the NT. Is that Hmm. something that fills you with fear or excitement or something in between? Like what do you kind of feel when there is no set goal long-term? It's a good question. 
I think in the past I probably would have been really frustrated and been like, oh, I need to know my 10-year plan. I need to know what's going on <laughs> so I can just relax and like follow the road and not have to like worry about where to turn or like I feel like that's just my personality to want to know what's ahead and want to know all the details about everything so I don't have to worry about what's coming up. Yeah. But I guess with the past few years and um, having had to like move and be somewhat spontaneous and just go with the flow in certain ways um, and like through all of that seeing how faithful God has been, I definitely don't feel like nervous I would say about um, what's coming up in the future or where I see myself in one year. Um, I don't know if excited's the or like <laughs> right word. Maybe I feel like I'm filled with anticipation and excitement. Yeah, maybe excitement um, about what's coming up because it's kind of like, ooh, what's going to happen? Who knows? And it's, yeah, I think so many of us have like our whole lives planned out or when we know where we're going to be in like five years time or we have like all those plans. But yeah, at the moment I'm like, I have no idea and I'm kind of at like crossroads and I'm okay with that. I'll just wait and see as it goes and spend this time praying and um, seeking God and seeing where he leads me. Um, And I think from past experiences, God has always been very clear with the direction that he wants me to take. Sometimes it's frustrating having to wait and be like, okay, God, just tell me now. Like, for example, waiting for this current job. Um, took such a long time, but um, in the end, it's always worth it. So, yeah, I guess I've learned to trust God and know that He has a plan, and I don't have to know what the plan is now, but I just have to know that He does have a plan. So, I'm feeling pretty calm about it. I'm not stressed out about what's going to happen, and I'm not like actively scrambling to <laughs> find another job or find a new plan or anything. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like the open-handed, open-minded approach that you're having towards this kind of next stage of life and these opportunities. And it's scary and also really exciting at the same time because Mm -hmm. it's not like you're going in with a preconceived idea of, oh, this is what I want to have or this is an opportunity I want to um, pursue so therefore I'm only going to look down these avenues and you kind of start to become a bit mm. close-minded whereas when you're a lot more open-minded to the range of possibilities and it from what we've discussed it's a very wide range of possibilities of what life could look like and I think when you're open-minded and approach life with that kind of open-handed of going if there is an opportunity that comes along that that seems right and I feel peace at it and I'll go for it I, I think mm. that's really cool and can just make life a lot more interesting and can Mm. take you on unexpected journeys that you might have not been able to go on had you gone into the next five years with quite a rigid plan. Yeah. And I think something I'm quite passionate about is enjoying the moment because it's so easy to either be regretting things in the past and being like oh I should have done it this way or if I had done something differently things wouldn't be how they are now or worrying about the future and being like well I need to do this now to get to that certain place or just worrying about like trying to plan out what the future is going to look like which is kind of impossible because as pandemic has taught us there's so many things that we're not in control of and 
things are things so often go how we don't plan it to go um so just being in the moment and really enjoying it um yeah i feel like that's something that we can all do better as human beings um because it would be such a shame to after the moments pass to be like oh yeah darwin that was a fun time but i spent the whole time just thinking about what to do next yeah um instead yeah. of actually enjoying darwin mm. yeah and finding that balance between how am I enjoying the moment, but also being open and willing to also consider what next steps might look like? Um, mm. Yeah, and I, I think from what you're saying, you are striking that balance and you have had such rich and wonderful experiences in the last four months. And I'm really excited and also anticipatory with you. Is that a word? Mm. And anticipating. <laughs> I love that word. Um, big <laughs> and wonderful things in the future for you, Suze. So keep an oh, eye on thanks. this space, everybody. I'm yeah, definitely... watch this space. Yep, I'm definitely keeping an eye on this. Um, yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll catch you in the next core convo, Suze, and we'll look forward to yeah. seeing where this goes or if it gets published. Mm. Yes, and hopefully part two of, um, yeah, theories and hypothesizing what's going to happen with Esther's life, maybe. <laughs> Woo. Okay, let's not turn this into a fortune telling podcast, but okay. <laughs> I guess this. Yeah, all right, and on that note, I'll uh, see you soon. All right, goodbye.